Hello and welcome to Weird Careers. I'm your host, E.T. All over the world, people have jobs. And some of those jobs we don't even know exist. There are jobs that we don't know a lot about. And there are jobs that we just don't talk about. Well, I'm here to explore all of the above on this podcast. I will be interviewing people from all over the world about their strange and interesting career choices. Everything from specialized retail to sex work. Did I mention that the show was NSFW? Throughout the course of this show, we will take a deep dive into each of these professions. Think you or someone you know has a cool or interesting job? Shoot me an email at eric at cardinalimages.ca. This podcast is brought to you by Cardinal Images. Want your small business looking great at an affordable price? Email cardinalimages at eric at cardinalimages.ca for your personalized quote. Cardinal Images, superior quality, affordable pricing, and personable photography. And today, for the first time in studio here at Weird Careers, we have Chelsea Lauren, who is a registered nurse slash general surgeon. No, I'm not. No, you're not. I'm absolutely wrong. <laughs> you're a registered nurse. Why don't you just tell us what we, what you are? <laughs> I'm a registered nurse who works in general surgery. Works in general. I don't okay. actually cut people. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's Jeez. a surgeon. That's a surgeon. Okay. So what? Is, so in a nutshell, without any spoilers, what do you do? I look after the people who've been cut open by the surgeons, and I keep them alive for them. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah. That's really nice that you, we have positions like that to keep people <laughs> yeah. alive. That's awesome. And how long have you been doing this for? Um, about five years now. I started uh, in 2015. I got hired on to um, orthopedics, so all the old people and their hips and knees, and then I moved down to general surgery. So, like, when you say old people, like, are you talking, like, 30 and up, like, 40 and up? Because um, <laughs> well, my hips are terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, most people's are. My knees crack all the time. <laughs> um, orthopedic old is, like, anything above. Like, you're talking, like, 70s to 80s. On okay. my floor, um, we see people as young as, like, 16 for some surgeries. Oh, wow. And we... I take care of people who are like in their 90s so my flair is a lot more diverse than i was just gonna say that's that's quite diverse yeah yeah 16 is <laughs> the youngest but 16 um, wow and are you allowed to tell me what, like, what that issue was at 16 years old um so 16 years old um they usually just come in for special procedures uh revolving the jaw so my floor okay. specifically we have like eight to nine different services that we deal with so mm -hmm. i say general surgery as like but we're basically like a catch-all for everything okay so we have like general surgery so if you have like gut issues if you have colon cancer if you have um like anything with like crohn's disease or anything intestinal um if you have like pancreatic cancer if you have appendicitis and you need your appendix out or your gallbladder out we do those as well as we do some plastic surgery jeepers uh we do some urology surgery so old men with their enlarged prostates we see all the oh, time lovely. yeah wonderful and uh the young ones usually come in for dental surgery so like your classic 16 year old who needs their wisdom teeth cut ah, out and then yes. they need like their whole jaw like cut and brought forward those Ugh. are the 16 Ugh. years yeah. My, uh, one of my friends just had that had uh, her two wisdom teeth taken out, 
And the snap I got after that was just <laughs> prizes. I, I got... I got all this gauze in my mouth. I can't see. Yeah. I can't really talk right now. It's just, and I'm sitting there laughing my ass off. And <laughs> that was probably just like your regular wisdom yep. teeth. This is like wisdom teeth on steroids because oh, they geez. actually like cut your whole bottom <gasps> jaw and then bring it forward. My God. Their mouth is full of like wires and brace. They can barely talk. They're on like a liquid diet for Jeez. like three weeks. It's really intense, but they're generally like pretty good for 16. I'm like, I usually give them props for that <laughs> those that's the youngest and it's only for those procedures other than that we're like 18 and plus wow so like so tell me like what does it mean to be a registered nurse actually we just went through that so i don't really have to ask that question anymore <laughs> scrap that uh do, is there an average day in your field no no not at all not at all so um, like you so what time do you start in the morning i start at Set, I work 12-hour shifts, so we do 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., but quite often a lot of us are in there at least like 20 to 30 minutes beforehand looking up our patients, and we're there sometimes much later than oh, that. Yes, <laughs> yes. I um, My my wife is uh, works in uh, works at the hospital at, in London, so I can, I totally, yeah. 7 to 7, I and staying late. Yes, so there's no real average day, because one day you can get um, like one of our regular patients, and then the next day... It'll be someone completely not that we're not familiar with or a surgery I've never even heard of. Mm -hmm. um, COVID right now has put a lot of those surgeries oh, on yeah, hold. Oh, yeah, I bet. Um, but there's definitely no um, average day other than we start with three to four patients and hopefully we end with that. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it that way let's not yeah. let's not increase the number of patients unless it's expected <laughs> then then one can go but other than that i usually say i've had a good day if everyone's alive by the end of my 12-hour <laughs> well, shift that, that's normally a, a good way to, to to judge your day if everybody's alive that's great especially if they're really fucking annoying i'm like but did you die no no so you're great i get my 12-hour pay and we're good to go i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> So what kind of schooling did you need to do for, for all this? And what was that like? Um, so for me, for registered nursing, I actually went the kind of long way around. I did my um, personal support worker training first so that I could pay for school because it's four years of like a college university education. And that is quite pricey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I did butt wiping on the side and then, <laughs> yeah. And then um, I did four years of, I actually went to school here, Fanshawe, and then did first two years at Fanshawe, second two years at Western. Um, and then, yeah, it was really hard. It yeah. was, when they say like, oh, they're, it's not going to be easy in college. It's like, no, it's, it's not very easy it's <laughs> oh the pharmacology course like kicked my ass so hard and though, that's drugs right that's, that's drugs. drugs yeah okay. i was very happy to pass with whatever i whatever grade i got um it was it was intense and a lot of the science courses were pretty hefty i'm like i don't use half of the stuff i, I learned in school um i'm just glad that um I, I made it through because it was it was tough. So it how, was, how long was that course then? 
um, the pharmacology course or in general? Just, just in general. How long were you in school for? I was in school for four years. So okay. in those four years, we also did um, like clinical placements as well. Now, mm-hmm. the program has changed even so, since I went in because we were doing clinical placements throughout. I know now um, the program changed after me. So I think they do less like um, clinical placements. But okay. um, but there are other ways. Like one of the girls I work with, she did compressed time frame. So as long as you do like a couple years of university schooling, you can actually compress that four years into two years, which oh, is damn. actually how a lot of um, a lot of people get into it. They either take like kinesiology, which you can do nothing with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those bum courses like I got a degree and then it's like, oh, shit, I can't do anything. with it. <laughs> uh, might as well go into nursing. <laughs> so at least you don't have to do all four years and it's a lot like quicker that way. So they shove all those four years into two years. Oh God. So <laughs> I, it no. seems a lot, right? No, thank I'm you. I'm like, absolutely fucking not. Would no. I do that? <laughs> no, fuck that shit. No. no. She's like, I couldn't have pictured it any other way. And I'm like, oh, I could. Four <laughs> years. I'm done. Let's slow that shit down. Please. Exactly. I'm like, I, I need time. <laughs> to digest everything i just learned and then throw it out because i won't ever need it again exactly right (laughs) people think you need a lot of math i'm like dude i barely know how to do anything and i'm like the only time i have to count is sometimes with the drugs and then i ask everyone okay did i do this right (laughs) one plus this plus that equals i think that's right okay we'll just give them a little extra it's fine remember when they said in school that you would never have a calculator in your back pocket Oh, <laughs> right? How garbage hey, is that? Hey, check notion? that out. It's yeah. in my back pocket every day, Mrs. Pankhurst. <laughs> and like, and that's the other thing, too. I'm like, now everything, all of our charting is online, too. So I don't even have to use a calculator. The computer <laughs> does it for me. That's like, hilarious. Uh, right? It's so funny how over it, how it's changed so fast. Like, yes. you, you really don't think, oh, no, you know, I'll have a calculator. Mm-hmm. Now, kids now, like a lot of the younger people that are list- that could be listening to this podcast that have had phones. Yes. So, you know, they've always had a calculator yeah. in your back pocket. Now, kids, I'm going to call you kids because I know some of you in your 20s, but I'm going to be 31 soon. So I, I have the right to call you kids. <laughs> kids, we didn't have a calculator in our back pocket when we were in school. So we literally had to have we literally had to learn how to do this math. Because they're like, oh, you're never gonna have a calculator in your back pocket. Long division? Does long division even exist anymore? Um, quick Google search tells me no. <laughs> I think it's right beside King Tut and <laughs> Caesar. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and cursive writing was actually just reintroduced into the school system. Really? Because yeah, they got rid reintrodu- of it for a while, right? Yeah, it was reintroduced, and then I got really sad about that. I, I because don't like now I writing. well, I, I I like it, but I'm sad they brought it back. Because now I can't send secret messages to all my friends. And my kids will never understand what it means. But now, now, now they, they will. will. Yeah. damn it. <laughs> Anyways, back to actually what we're talking about here. Um, what was something that you didn't expect to encounter when you entered the field? Or did you feel you were fairly prepared? I don't think you could ever be prepared for this kind of profession, yeah. in all honesty. Um you learn a lot and they do their best, but I don't think anything could prepare you for putting like your finger up an 80 year old lady's what bum, right? Like, <coughs> you, nothing can really prepare you for that or like half the stuff that I see in a day. Like you can do, you can learn a lot. It's like, oh, in a book, it's one thing, but when you're actually there, yeah. 
experiencing someone vomiting and you're like right beside yeah. you it's like mm. it's it's a little different the one thing i that's the one thing i can't do i can't do vomit i can't do that's the one thing i'm Shit, I'm, I'm fine but vomit no secretions for me i'm like if anyone's like i'm trying to get report and there's an old man who's like doing that old man nasty like horking drives me bananas i literally close the door and i'm like (laughs) you're gonna have to stop talking to me i can't i literally cannot focus (laughs) if we have people who have like tracheotomy so you know like in those like adventure action movies where people like shove the pens in their throat to make them breathe okay which never is actually how it's supposed to be done but i digress that's why i can't watch (laughs) Grey's anatomy it drives me (laughs) off the fucking wall it drives me off the wall like i've never had a doctor walk my patient but okay um <laughs> <laughs> never never ever oh the things we can say about doctors right like <sighs> i've heard the stories it's, i've heard the it's stories unreal. i know <laughs> that's a whole nother show exactly i could go on um but yeah like the stuff like when they can't actually put it through their mouth and it's yeah. just coming out of here like huh Oh yeah, that oh, would God. yeah, that would get me too. I Ugh. have had people literally shit in my hands. It does not bother me. I'm like as long as I have gloves, I'm like, all right, it's a Tuesday, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you start like working at me or throwing like giving me a Kleenex that has all your mucus in, I'm like, yeah, get that the fuck away from me. I don't <laughs> want anything to do with it. <laughs> so like, you can't really be prepared, but um. I, at least I feel more prepared with the schooling I got than these poor kids nowadays. They're like, I feel like they're getting shafted, but that's just What makes me. you say that? They, they're not coming in with as much like in-person experience. And I think the way the program is going, it's going a lot more with the um, administrative route where oh, they're okay. trying to push a lot of like the new grads into like either research or administrative stuff and not as bedside as it used to be where it's like my my education was like okay we're gonna learn the skills you're gonna know how to wash people whereas now like they're learning those things but it's literally like if you and i were in the program it's like okay pretend to bathe each other versus like i had to go and actually bathe people yeah in a clinical setting Mm -hmm. so and that seems like it's a better experience in general it I feel like it shows you what that aspect of nursing can be before, Mm -hmm. like, you get too far in. Because I did that my first year. Granted, I already did, like, the personal support worker, so I already had an idea of what that would be like. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of people dropped out in our first year because they're like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Which, it's a part of it. And obviously, nursing is so great in the fact that it is so broad and you can do so many different things. Like, I'm a bedside nurse. I probably will be for however long my career is but i cannot see myself going into policy or anything like Mm -hmm. that but you can do public health like especially with everything going on right now with covid like they are doing so much for us and i appreciate all the public health nursing Mm -hmm. that they do right now and there's policy so like people instituting those changes that we see on my end of things so people higher up recognizing changes that need to be made in the hospital with nursing care trickle down to me and then i implement that but i'm not the one that introduces those policies those are so there's a a wide range of what our job can be Mm -hmm. so the schooling today isn't as focused on the like the skill based because that's going more i feel anyway to like the registered practical nurses so rpns yep so they're getting to be more task 
oriented based, whereas we're more because I'm just a registered nurse. Okay. Um, so I get more like of the administrative stuff. So I'll, a lot of the I can say kids because they're coming out of school at like <laughs> like twenty, and yep. they're like, what? <laughs> and I tell them I'm like, okay, we're gonna do this really basic dressing, and they're like, <gasps> like eyes wide, Bambi, like <laughs> have, have, I'm like, okay, can you like wash this person up for the day? They're like, what? Okay, and I'm like, and then they look at you. I'm like. To, have you washed a person? They're like, well, I'm like, how do you wash yourself? Do that to another person. <laughs> I like, feel like that's just common sense. You'd think, but I think it's the mix of like being at placement and like yeah. having like the the initial nerves. But okay, like, kids, this is this is this is your advice from <laughs> from yours truly, ET. Um, if you don't know how to bathe somebody, get yourself a girlfriend or a boyfriend. <laughs> Have a shower with them. Or a willing person. Or just a willing person. <laughs> you know, we don't have to put labels on anything. Get somebody who's willing and just ha- ha- well, don't do the, just make sure you don't do the fun stuff with the patients yeah. because they don't like that. No. They're, they're, apparently there's a lawsuit. HR. Yeah, that that's fun. the whole thing. But at least learn how to wash somebody else because <laughs> they'll at least tell you. They'll, they'll at least, ow, oh, that hurts. They'll at least tell you that part. So get yourself somebody. <laughs> if you don't know how to do it to somebody else, get yourself a person. Yeah. Craigslist. I'm sure there's Tinder and <laughs> Tinder, Grinder, whatever the, the uh, is is there one for just for like, I know that there's Grinder is for gay men. But is there other ones? I don't know, but I'm I'm, I'm sure asking the, the wrong person. Yep, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's, All right. that's beyond me. But I'm sure that'd be an interesting post. Be like Oh hi, my name's Becky. Looking for someone to bathe, and then they <laughs> could you imagine someone there expecting to, like there needs to out? be an app just for that now, just for that, just for like clinical like skills. Be like, I need a willing participant to try to put in a catheter. Who's who's offering? <laughs> I will try. <laughs> How much money? Yeah, right. <laughs> that would be the only way. I I've offered it. To, he's like, absolutely not. My husband's like, no, do not touch me with that. He's yeah. let me put an IV in. That's the closest medical thing he's let me do. Yeah, I wouldn't let my wife put a catheter in me either. No, it's no. not one of the fun ones. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Um, you kind of answered that one. That's another one you kind of answered. Because um, that, yeah, it kind of does. So you want to be bedside. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, probably. So, and something you said earlier in the interview, and it kind of made me wonder, like some people get, they get into their first year and it's like, this is not what I want to do. Yeah. How did you know this is what you wanted to do? Um, I had an idea earlier on. My mom has always worked in healthcare, as yeah. far as I know. And well, she did like loud laws. Like, Shout out to Sherry. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> Um, so she's always been in some kind of healthcare and other than like the politics of any workplace, yeah. like she's always enjoyed spending time with the residents mm-hmm. and I like talking. So you and, don't say, r- right. <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> I could probably talk for a while. Um, oh, good. yeah, <laughs> but, um, and I always love the science aspect of, of what nursing involves because mm-hmm. it's not just so much like, oh, sure. Like holding someone's hand or whatever but it's also like oh i get to see many things that not every woman can say that they've seen like Mm -hmm. i have seen a man's beating heart 
beat through their chest because of a surgery that they had. Damn. Yeah. And it was very intense. And then I'm entrusted to care for that person. So it's a very, very vulnerable place to be, which is not the spot that I was looking for, but it definitely melds those two areas of my life that, um, in a, in a way that I can feel productive. So, um, I can get the, like the sciencey stuff and, and I love explaining that to like the new, um, new hires or students that we get, like the science behind it. But I also like talking to people and developing that relationship, Mm -hmm. which is why I also couldn't do like OR or anything like that because that's in and out. They're sleeping the entire time. So people who are very like antisocial or just uh, introverted. And if you want to go into nursing, like, OR might be the place for you because okay. other than saying hello, what's your name, what are you here for, then they're out. Yep, <laughs> and, exactly. And that's it. And then you hand them off when they're still out versus I have to see them when they're awake and talking and yelling and screaming. And but also <laughs> being polite little Bettys who I would kill for because they're the most adorable old ladies in the world. Um, so it, it definitely meshes those two worlds for me. And I, Granted, it's a lot more than you originally. Everything's like rose-colored glasses when you first go into any career. But, of course. Um, so they're a bit more lighter than they yeah. were before. <laughs> but it's still at least getting that that fix for me, I guess you could That's say. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're just going to take a quick break uh, right now just to have a very brief word from our sponsors. We will be right back. Hang in there. Are you a small business owner? Having a hard time marketing your product during these difficult times? Not to worry. With Cardinal Image's affordable pricing and superior quality, you will be able to show off your products better than ever before. If you're a listener of this podcast, you get not only your demo images, but also your first set free. To get this amazing deal, email eric at cardinalimages.ca with the subject line podcast promo to claim your free shoot. Cardinal Images. Superior quality, affordable pricing, and personable photography. And welcome back to Weird Careers. We're here with Chelsea Lauren. If you're just listening now, which I don't even know how that's even possible, (laughs) unless you just randomly decide to skip to halfway through the show, you already know Chelsea. So... I'm looking at my, this is a really good one to come back to. (laughs) And we were just talking about this off the air, which is quite fun. Um, So I'm guessing that you would definitely need a strong stomach for this job. Yes. You would definitely, yeah, you would agree with that. Okay. Um, What's the queasiest thing that's happened to you? Um, and so, I use queasy in quotes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's an everyday occurrence every time I'm at work. Uh, it, there's a lot of butt stuff. Um, oh, my. Yeah. Intentional, not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, oh, blood, guts, and sometimes, sometimes guts. Mostly blood. Ugh. Mostly poop. Yeah. He, uh, y- yeah, you, you see it all. Um, probably one of the most... Not the most, que- the most queasy that we do a lot of the time. We do a lot of enemas specifically with a medication mm-hmm. and um, it's very sticky. So it gets everywhere and you just hope you have enough pads <laughs> underneath to, to catch it. Yeah, it smells oh rank. It's it's not the most fun oh, thing, geez. but bless. I, I love my coworkers. That's the best part of my job. We are very much a... Oh, you'd have to have good coworkers for that. 
shout out to Eighth Floor, all my all my LHSC, good friends at Eighth yep, Floor. Yeah, um, at uh, University, AIP, my gals. Yeah, they uh, University we are, Hospital. We are very much a group that as soon as a lactulose enema is on the table, you're like, all right, who's got it up? Who's coming? Come <laughs> on, guys, let's go. Um, we <laughs> yeah, <fucking> <laughs> a lot. I've, I've had someone poop in my hands actually. Part of my pun, but are you shitting me? No, not at all. I Fuck. have, yeah, it can be. I've seen red poo. I've seen really black poo. I'm really glad that I haven't eaten yet. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> my stories don't go over very well at family dinners. <laughs> so we will make sure that we will put a disclaimer in this particular yes, episode. Yeah. Make sure you have not eaten eaten or are not currently eating yeah unless you have a strong yeah. stomach um, because this one gets graphic it's it's <laughs> yeah it's something i'm now well versed in but yeah. it's definitely not good stories <laughs> which is why it's a weird career yeah because their stories not ev- every single day is a different day yes you have no idea what you're coming into. No. Literally no idea what no. you're coming into. You're coming in and you're like, okay, how is my day going to get fucked up today? And right? yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm like, when you asked me to do this, I'm like, well, I'm a nurse. Like, it's not really weird. And then I saw that question. I'm like, well, right. we did have a patient not too long ago, air quotes, fall onto a plunger rectally. So they had to have <laughs> surgery. So... I'm, I'm I, sure it was an accident. Right? I'm like, I don't know how you slip and fall onto a plunger, but uh, that's as much as I can say. And I'm like, mm, well. I think somebody was a little curious. Yeah, hopefully. To say the least. <laughs> hopefully things healed well. That's that's all I got to say about that. Please but, tell me it wasn't a wooden plunger. I have no idea. Because if it was wood, I just, I, splinters. Yeah, it's a oh! thing. Oh! Yeah. Ooh! We've had someone perfect. There's a reason that sex toys are not made out of wood. That happens a lot. They come in. Foreign body and rectum. That's quite an often. Uh, you were saying off the air something about a spray can. Oh, yeah. That was a, a couple years ago, but we had a patient who thought it was a good idea to cure their constipation by putting one of those aerosol deodorant cans up their, their rectum. Oh, for fuck's Kept sake. Kept it there for almost a month. Yeah. <laughs> you can see curing, it. The- c- curing it. With For something, yeah. Okay. I don't recommend as a healthcare professional. Don't recommend that whatsoever. Yeah, no shit. But you. Oh can, my god! Literally, no shit. Yeah, you. <laughs> you know shit for days. You you think you've seen it all, and then you actually see the endoscopy photos, and then you're like, oh no shit, that's a can. Yeah, that's a can my up god. there. Yeah. My god, that's. You get the d- dildos are nothing. You see that all the time. You get dildos, the people with dildos stuck. Um, I, I've i had a patient admitted once with that, but if you, like, in a merge, it happens a lot in a merge. They only come to me because the guy had to almost have surgery. They had to put him under anesthetic to get it out. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was fun. There's, I, I, I watched, <laughs> I, shout out to the podcast Sex with Emily. Because her her number one advice is there is never enough lube. <laughs> Remember that, folks. So if something's not going in right, chances are it's not going to come out nicely either. No. Make sure you use lube. Yeah. This matches has been brought to you in part by Common Sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh my God, people. Yeah. Like, does, has your faith in humanity, like common sense, just died at this point they 
it's it's hard not to talk <laughs> when you get those people <laughs> in. Like I'm I've very much been um a facilitated the talk where I'm like I may not have that patient, but I'm like, oh my god, what you gotta tell me like what's going on? Like we've we've had a lot and I'm like, what what was it like? What how how did it happen? That's like the number one. Okay. <laughs> you see what their diagnosis is and then you're like all right, Tina, what the hell? Like, what the fuck happened? How did this How did this event occur? They're like, well. What's their story and what do you think actually yeah, happened? Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, okay, off the books now. Like, what actually happened, though? <laughs> it's very much like that kind well, of thing. Well, he really didn't slip onto that plunger. <laughs> he told me that story, and then he asked me out, and I said no. Yeah. <laughs> So the queasiest thing, like you would say, is. But see, that stuff doesn't even bother me, honestly. So I guess that's a weird question to ask you. So it, like, oh, that's a hard one to figure because you don't find it queasy because it's like, just your night regular nine to five. And especially seven seven, with the floor that I'm on, because with general surgery, we do a lot of like bowel surgery. So we make um, ostomies. So I don't know if you're familiar, but if people have colon cancer and they need part of their bowel um, cut out. Sometimes Ouch. they'll have like those little bags. Oh trees. yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. bags. So yes. we do a lot of those surgeries, and the the problem with ostomies is that they are fucking rank. I like, bet you you underestimate like how much that extra bowel that you have and it going through internally through your system versus like just coming externally. Like you think sometimes poop in the toilet smells bad. Coming out of a bag is a lot worse. So <laughs> what like. There's a few times where um, new residents or new doctors will come onto our floor or they'll just be consulting. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's that smell? I'm like, oh, welcome to our floor. <laughs> <laughs> that is just us. It's an all time thing. Uh, don't worry about it. You'll get used to it oh, or you Jesus. won't be long enough to like you won't be here long enough to like worry about it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So like that's that's the thing. Like Ugh. that stuff doesn't like make me queasy or weird yeah. me out. Um, if I find it interesting, like a lot of the dressings that we do are yeah. very like, can make people queasy. Like we've had students like nearly pass out. I'm like, go stand against the wall. Don't be in my way. <laughs> 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 like the, the hard thing, a guy had necrotizing fasciitis, which is basically like flesh eating disease. Ugh. PSA, people wash your bits. Like it's, uh, yeah. I've, I've done a dressing into a, person's well i can say a man because it's a man scrotum before because they weren't washing properly oh my god yeah wash your junk man yeah wash seriously wash, wash your junk just everybody wash everybody everybody and Ladies, if something looks weird wash men wash, wash. people Actually, wash. let's let's just do it this this is the easiest way to to divide this penis owners wash vulva owners wash done Everybody and then everyone Everybody, wash your boobs. Just everyone. Wash your it. titties. <laughs> wash them titties. They need the love too. Everything. You know how much men love you know what? And if you've got a if you've got a somebody in your life, get them to wash the titties. Cause they will enjoy it. Yeah. Just, and they'll and trust me, they'll get washed right. <laughs> they will get washed thoroughly. Thoroughly. <laughs> We've had plenty of people come in because they did not wash properly and had to have surgery. It's it's a weird surgery. Thought, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. But that stuff doesn't bother me anymore. So it's it's weird. Like yeah. we said, the mucus stuff, that's probably like the queasiest part for me anyway. Yeah. But a lot of people I know they can't stand blood and guts and yeah, like necrotizing fasciitis. They Ooh. had to like basically from start to finish of the person like being recognized that's what they had in surgery, yeah. they amputated his arm. 
cut away most of his chest so that I was doing a dressing and I was basically shoving my hand underneath his rib cage. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. I know, right? Ugh. But that's like also kind of like, oh my god. For you, I get yeah. to do this. <laughs> and then we're just like, oh my god. And you're like, you're oh like, my god. Huh? Yeah, then I'm like, why? If you could see her face right now, this, I, this is like total excitement. I for know. Her. Oh my god, I get to stick my hand in someone's rib cage. This yeah. is great. And we're like, oh my god, you <laughs> have to it. stick your hand in someone's rib cage. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Even vomit's a thing on our floor all the time. Yeah, that's the one thing I can't do. Oh. I can't, I can't do vomit. I can't do vomit. I was this close to being covered in projectile vomit <laughs> like no. two weeks ago. No, it was intense. no, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> now, a, a question I actually didn't write down, and I'm actually really surprised because this is a question I ask everybody. Mm -hmm. The COVID-19 pandemic yes. has changed everything, has changed the world as we know it. Mm -hmm has changed lit literally everything we do in our lives. This is the first in-person interview that we've had because of COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Again, I want to thank you so much for actually being here. This is fantastic. It's also great to catch up. For yeah. those who don't know, Chelsea and I have been friends for 20 years, yeah, give or take. Age. Pretty much, yeah. So it's it's nice to actually have somebody in the studio to banter with. Because, I mean, it's, it's easy to banter on Zoom, but there's a delay, right? So, like, I feel like I'm cutting people off, and it feels really awkward. And I live out of town, so it'd be, like, oh, a two-hour interview. Exactly. So, <laughs> so like, so COVID-19 has impacted everything right down to media and the arts. Mm -hmm. But you're front line. Yeah. You are front line. You are right there when everything was going on. Mm-hmm. How did the COVID-19 pandemic affect you and what you do? Um, me, personally, it was a big mental health struggle. Tell us. Um, in the time, like last year when everything was going on, just me personally, I was also planning my wedding. So What a great time to plan right? your wedding. Right? It ended, up, it ended up working out. Rings on, so we're good. <laughs> if anyone's wondering, nothing. It wasn't I can't a, confirm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is there. Um, but having to deal with that and I'm I'm not a person that does very well with no direction. Okay. Um, so like I love things being in black and white and that is very much why I'm also in this career. Like I hated philosophy <laughs> in high school. Like oh, it God, drove yeah. me nuts. Mm -hmm. Um so the problem, especially last year, was it was a lot of like we're gonna do this and then i'd be like well why are we doing this and they'd be like well it's coming down from up above so we have to do it and there was no real direction mm -hmm. so that mixed with stuff in my personal life and trying to plan a wedding like it all kind of snowballed and it was really hard and it's really isolating because we go from a profession where it is very much like a face-to-face day-to-day yeah. like I will rub your back when you're throwing up. If you are a yeah. palliative patient, so if you're actively dying, and I am washing you and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas now we have to wear these masks all the time, which I understand, patients yeah. understand, but it definitely takes away that humanity piece of Absolutely. it in a way. Um, and let alone like the population we have to deal with where they if they can't hear on a good day now i have mm -hmm. to add a mask to it <laughs> so no, it just exactly. makes that communication piece that much harder and for people like my, my wife has a, has a hearing disability so a lot of the times if she can't hear somebody she relies on reading lips yeah 
And in this situation, she can't do that. She has to have, she has to ask people to speak up. Yeah. Because they don't have like luckily right here, we're we are we are six feet apart. Mm-hmm. Um you have both your shots. Yep. Congratulations. That's fantastic. <laughs> My next one's in September. Um so I feel like we're pretty safe where we yep. are. This is pretty awesome. And we couldn't do this two months ago. We couldn't do this no. three months ago. We couldn't do this. And it's nice. This mm-hmm. is great. But back to your job. Um, so you were on the front lines. Yes. Like you were, were you, were you right there? Um, not specifically. Um, the hospital did a really, I will say of the things that everything happened, the good thing that they did was trying to separate, um, a lot of like the COVID potentials, I think Yes. between last year and even up to now, we've probably only had maybe two or three positive COVID patients on our actual floor. Um, emerge doing an outstanding job of actually like um, screening people and they automatically do like the swabbing downstairs before they even come up to us. So we don't specifically deal with COVID patients, which is also why I feel a bit more safe. Like we don't have, yeah, we don't have that same kind of action, like interaction with them. Although of course right now, like we're, Oh, we're cleared now, but there was an incident where one of the staff came back positive. So instantly we shut surgeries down Mm -hmm. and only do um, emergency surgeries that need to be done right then and there. But Mm -hmm. a lot of like the scheduled surgeries, they'll they'll push back. And I think that's been the hardest point with COVID for our sport, our floor specifically is the fact that, sure, we're not really dealing with um, COVID positive or COVID patients, but it's the fact that because everything has been so delayed, we're getting people where they may have been diagnosed like stage two or three cancer, and now because of delays, they're coming in stage four. Yeah. And that's the harder part of our job, Mm -hmm. and my job specifically, is that now these people are coming in way sicker and needing way more care than they would have Mm -hmm. should these delays not have happened. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard part. It just adds, like, that extra layer to a lot of it. So have you seen, like, you've seen COVID patients. you've, You've seen what that looks like. Not super up close, okay. but um, a lot of the, uh, down in the ICU, so the intensive mm-hmm. care unit, that is where they all are. I do not work there. I <laughs> bless my lucky stars every day. I don't work oh, down great. there right now. Um, but um, no, so we've we've had one, um, and it was it was scary because it was maybe a month or two into everything happening, and the patient was same age as you or me like early 30s and like one minute they were told like oh no it's probably just the cold and then the next thing they're coming in and their lungs were white on an x-ray and if you're not if you're unfamiliar a chest x-ray lungs should be relatively clear (laughs) yeah because it represents the air going in so okay there was white like it was they call it like white out because of the infection and everything (laughs) wow and I remember I didn't have the I didn't have to take care of that patient, but I remember the doctor coming in and saying like the patient was on a lot of oxygen and they were as high as they could go on the oxygen for their floor uh, for our floor because we can't intubate people on our floor. So if they need like a breathing tube put in, we can't do that where I work. Okay. So they would have to go down to ICU, and that was basically where the patient was at. And they're like, we have to see how this night goes, mm-hmm. and if you don't improve. The next step is you going down 
to the ICU and you're intubated and we don't know where you're going to end up. Jeez. Got better. Mm-hmm. Went home, thankfully. But it's that scary. And especially in the start of all of that, yeah. that was as close as I've been to anything like that. And it was it was scary. But needless to say, this is real. Yes. So for those people who still think this is a hoax, like this is real. Mm-hmm. This COVID-19 pandemic is not some made no. up hoo-ha get your vaccine yeah please you know you want to return to some kind of normalcy we're never going to be back to what we were no that will never there's the reason why this <clears throat> pardon me this is not i swear this is not covid cough this is <laughs> um this this is stoner cough okay <laughs> uh i work at a dispensary what do you expect um but shit what was i saying stoner problems <laughs> Um, COVID? Vaccine? Get your vaccines. We'll just start from there again. Get your vaccines. Like, just get them. Um, this isn't a hoax. Like, like I was, like I was saying, this is not a hoax. Mm-hmm. Get this. This is real. This is happening in your faces. No, my cell phone did not get better reception when I got my first dose. <laughs> that is not a thing. No. If, in fact, it might have gotten a little bit worse. <laughs> and there's people down in IC right now in their 30s. Who are positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like at my hospital. You're hearing that. Yeah. People hear this. Hear this. You think that it's just the, the old people that are affected by COVID-19. It, the, are, there are variants coming mm-hmm. around that are specifically targeting younger people. Please be safe. Or else stuff like this being in-person interviews can't happen anymore. <laughs> it's really for everybody's benefit. So... Let's just keep that in mind. So, moving forward, this we're gonna we're getting right down to the nitty gritty. This is I ask everybody these questions, and we try to do these ones as quick as we can. So okay. these ones are don't think, just answer. I'll try not to talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not that. It's don't don't think about your answer. Okay, okay. Just say it. Don't think. Just just say what comes out. What's the Can't. best part of your job? My coworkers. Why? I would not be able to do my job without them, 100%. They keep me light. They, like, I love nothing more than taking their minds off things and kind of, I'm very much a jokester at work kind of thing, not like prank, like, I just try to make people laugh because our job can be so draining mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would just not be who I am or have the work, like, skills skill base with the senior nurses or um the relationships i have with my coworkers is some of the strongest relationships i have i would trust them in a heartbeat if someone's going down i would want no one else behind me other than the people i work with that is a very common thing that Mm -hmm. i'm hearing uh as as i'm doing this podcast that seems to be a common theme is coworkers. yeah um i can attest to that too being in a place where you're with these you're with these people five days a week you know we let you could get sick of them but why be a family you're mm-hmm. there together you have each other's backs that's what it should be mm-hmm. and hearing a lot of these like intricate different careers that's not you know i work at walmart as a greeter you know you ha- it seems that you have 
that aspect. You have that family, you community. Mm-hmm. I guess is the what I'm trying yeah. to say, which is that that com- that type yes. of community feeling, and that's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Especially during all of this, where oh, of we course. can't go anywhere. So mm-hmm. literally, other than my husband and my pets at home, <laughs> exactly. Like my coworkers are my community and my exactly. family, and I haven't had. I know like a lot of people working from home. You hear, oh, I just work from home. It's like, oh, but it's so. And then I'm like, why are you complaining? But I also realize I'm like, oh, but I get to socially you interact. Get to leave the house. Yeah. I get to leave the house. Exactly. I get to spend time. And I have no problem saying like that many of my coworkers are actually my friends. Yeah. Um, and I would be nothing. Like if a patient is dying on the table, I would want nothing more than I'm like, it's life and death. And I know that they would be there and help me out and help awesome. that patient. Now, if there was something you could change about being a nurse, what would it be and why? <laughs> Loaded question. Uh, <laughs> I had a feeling this wasn't going to be a small one. No. Um, <laughs> what could I change? Uh, probably the just the the workload. Probably. Yeah. It's. I know it's easy to hear like, oh, like you have five days off because I work two day shifts, two night shifts, and then I'm off for five. But I'm like, those days that I work, I am there 7 a.m., 7 p.m., like we said, sometimes longer, sometimes earlier. And I can potentially, I've also been starting to get put in charge now more often. That's awesome. (laughs) 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 It has its moments. Um, Like last weekend, we were super short. We did not have the staff. And it's just, it's a difficult job to be in and also, which every job is difficult when you're short staffed, but when people and patients rely on you, it's hard to take that not to heart when you can't provide them the care that people deserve. Cause unlike greeting people at Walmart or stuff like that, like, sure. If I don't get said, hello, I'm like, Oh, you're a bit of a prick, but all right. Um, if, (laughs) if I don't give someone their pain meds or if I forget to do something like it can have dramatic consequences and um with my line of work it's it's getting to be where many people especially on on my floor which is every floor just the staff coming in is not enough for the need and the demand that we're having Mm -hmm. and people are only going to get sicker and sicker especially what we were saying with them having to delay everything now exactly yeah it's only going to get worse so um if if I could change just the staff coming in, like just, we just need more. And I know that we keep trying to push for acute care to like dwindle and move more towards community. But even as a nurse, like we just need more of them. Yeah. <laughs> we just, we just do. It's community wherever in the hospital, in people's homes, um, wherever you work, we just need more of you. <laughs> basically is what it all boils down to it's there's so many the one thing i always say about my job is that i will never not have a job as a nurse oh absolutely Um, yes death taxes and i'm like there's there's always going to be someone sick so i'm always going to have a job which means unless we become androids and we're but then we have computer viruses true which I couldn't help with, unfortunately. I'm, I'm rubbish with computers. So other than internet, I'm like, I'm I'm garbage. But yeah, everyone's going to be sick. So it's not a career that's going to go to the wayside anytime soon. Awesome. And if do you have any advice for anyone who wants to become a nurse? 
don't do it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, after it. I just said we need more. <laughs> we need more people. But don't um, do it. Please don't. God, don't do it. But yeah, we need more of but you. But we need more of you. But also, please just like think about what you're doing. <laughs> um, any advice? Um, just make sure you're in it for the right reasons. Um, yeah. It's very easy to to say that, yeah, like nurses, I'm, I make a decent wage. I know that. Yeah. I, I know that, but it's also like, make sure you're in it for the people. Cause ultimately if you're not, then why are you doing it? Yeah. Um, everyone has their days. I'm like, I get, have days where people are annoying. The shit oh, of course. Absolutely. And I'm like, Oh, I can't believe I have to spend 12 hours with you. Like, can mm-hmm. you just please stop pushing your call bell and leave me alone? <laughs> I've given you your pain meds. What more do you want from me? But, um, it's very easy. I just want to see a cute nurse. <laughs> Pervy old men, let me tell you. Okay. It's a thing. Oh, but, is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. I've I've been, what was, <laughs> um, a couple years ago, um, a patient, sorry, a patient no, no, thought I was, um, I was turning him towards me and then his hand got really close <laughs> to downstairs and I'm like, oh, you can move that stair. He's like, don't worry, little girl, I won't touch your fanny because he thought <gasps> I was like 13 years old. Oh, dear God. Yeah, but the old ladies are gross too. Yeah, shocking. Like you think, like oh, but no, they're like oh, that's a very that's a cute guy. Like you should bring him in. I'm like no, <laughs> I'm like I'll protect you. Don't worry. I'm like no, he's he's fine. You don't need him. No, he 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 needs to come and help me. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I heard a stat that the uh, the highest concentration of STDs is in old folks' homes. Yeah, that I used to work me. in a retirement home, I'm and that doesn't I walked you. in. I'm like, I'm gonna close this door. Well, and I mean, turn it's super around. easy just to walk next door. <laughs> you, I mean, to be realistic, you're on your deathbed, probably. You know, you don't have much time left, which is why you're in a retirement home. Yeah. You know, who cares? <laughs> you're not gonna get somebody pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> not at that age, I hope. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. No. Um. So yeah, just make sure you're in it for the right reasons. Because mm. even as a general surgeon, I see a lot of the surgeons like, like anything. There's good and bad. There's some people who I would let cut me open, and others I don't want you. I've literally told my family and my friends if you are in town and you need surgery, like now, be like you are waiting a day because this person is on call. <laughs> they are not to yep. touch you. I, I have a, I have a do not touch list as well. Exactly. For, for my wife. Yeah, I'm like no, 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 don't. <laughs> no one this person is not operating on you but they very much like are in it for good reasons or you're not and it's just hard to see because they don't make those take the time to make those relationships with the patients which Mm -hmm. is i always say like these patients are in a vulnerable spot like Mm -hmm. if even if they have a bad day and they're like oh i'm i'm sorry i'm being so grumpy and i'm like i'm not seeing you at your best day no, exactly. Like, even when you're here, like, you don't want to be here. I don't want to be here, but at least I get paid to be here. Exactly. You, do- you don't. I'm like, <laughs> mine's at least somewhat worthwhile. Yeah. Yours is not. So mm-hmm. at least, like, I can joke with them about that. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I just have to realize, even if I don't do all of, like, my nursing tasks mm-hmm. that I'm employed to do, yeah. as long as the patient, A, doesn't hate me, and B, <laughs> maybe I've made them smile or I've done something for them that they're like, oh, you know what? Like, I really appreciate you doing that. Like... Even like a glass of water, if that makes their day, like at least I've made them happy for that instant with their water. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in studio today, Chelsea. It's been an absolute pleasure, absolute treat. 
Um, ladies and gentlemen, that was Chelsea Lauren. Uh, she is a registered nurse. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. It always helps us out here. Tune in next week where we will have Kyle, who acts, sings, and dances. Have you seen him before? Tune in next week to find out. Do you or someone you know have a strange or interesting career? Don't be shy. You may not think it's a weird job, but someone certainly will. So, shoot me an email at eric at cardinalimages.ca. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'm E.T. Cheers. <laughs>